Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, all right, welcome uh, back. Episode 64, man, that's amazing. We're cruising along, we're back. I took a few months off, like I said before, to uh, get used to having a baby, and now we've just been cruising, having such fun episodes, and we're in the groove again. And I also want to give a shout out to iTunes. Canada for um, uh, making us the uh, editor's pick. We're up there with uh, some really good uh, other podcasts that you guys should check out, like Canada Land and and CBC's The Q and stuff like that. So that's a real honor for me because uh, this is just a little ding dong fun that I like to have with some interesting uh, people. But people are liking it, so thank you so much. Episode sixty four, and this one is great. It's really cool because I got to hang out with a guy. Um, that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, the guest today is Chip Zdarsky. All right, Chip Zdarsky, comic book illustrator, writer, creator of uh, such uh, funny, wonderful, and uh, awesome uh, comics and stuff like that. But also, man, listen to the episode. He's done so much more with his life than I ever will. It's really insane. And uh, we had a lot of fun. So where are you? What are you doing? What'd you you just go to the store to buy grapes? Were you wearing shorts and you were like, "Ooh, it's kind of chilly. I should have worn pants." I don't know. You can't. I can't hear you. You can only hear me. So I have to guess. That's the thing. I'm always guessing at what you guys are doing. I want to know. Um, but thanks for listening. No matter where you are, shorts, pants, skirt, dress, shirt, uh, tank top, long sleeve shirt, whatever you're wearing. I want you to look down at your clothes. Right now, just look at your clothes and be like, oh, um, thanks for protecting my flesh. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to dive right in because, like I said, we had a blast. I'm really glad uh, he came over and we got to chat about all uh, stuff. I kind of got a little fanboy on him, but there you go. It's uh, Chip Zdarsky, episode 64. We're going to dive right in. Thank you. Enjoy. I don't know. How's your tea? Oh, it's uh, great. You could have provided milk. That's but, the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want to say right off the bat, um, the guest today is Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I offered him one thing, tea, and I didn't do it in a good way. You want black tea with milk and sugar? I had no milk and just brown sugar. Like, who am I? Some sort of oatmeal-eating bear? <laughs> like, it's, it's totally fine, because usually it would just be coffee, and I don't drink coffee. And that throws people for a loop, so they're like, oh, oh, you don't, oh, you don't drink coffee? Oh, really? What do we do now? Like, we yeah, just give up. That's great. I'm not a coffee guy either. I'm ju- I just go tea, mostly green tea, even. And so then I have to sound like that guy when I go places. They're yeah. like, do you want a coffee or something? I'm like, do you have green tea? <laughs> <laughs> Also, can you suspend me from the ceiling over <laughs> daffodils? That's how I get my energy. <laughs> like, it just sounds so... Can you not do caffeine? Like, like proper... Mm, yeah, even green tea makes me a little nuts. A little, little edgy? There's this type of green tea called matcha green tea. It's the green powder, you know yeah, that one? Yeah. Sometimes when I do that, people are like, are you on cocaine? So, yeah, I think I'm really <laughs> susceptible to that stuff. But does that help you? Because, like... Like, almost everybody I know that's a writer or a comedian, they're just like, oh, I need that. I need that to get the jokes. I need it to get going. Like, Yeah, well, sometimes, uh, you know, my body is such a wimp, man. It's so affected by everything. I hate it because that's actually, like, okay, so my mom scared me when I was a kid because high blood pressure runs in our family. Okay, yeah. So ever since I was a kid, she was like, have fun because you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, shit. That's kind of a nice thing 
thing. It's very nice. Because yeah. it's like, you know, live now, <laughs> live for today, because yeah. tomorrow you're going to have a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. She's like, sweet. Yeah. I was like eight and she's like, this could be your last day. <laughs> Don't eat chips. Uh, no, but it's like, that's why I never got to fully party with cocaine. And I also can't be a cool coffee guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always like, eh, if my heart goes fast, I'll die. But it might not even be the case. My mom might have just scared me, but it's still in my head. Have you ever actually tried cocaine? Uh, maybe you can't say it on the podcast. You can Ooh. wink at me if you have. <laughs> just give me a wink. I'll tell you this. One time I skipped school a lot. Okay, I skipped school a lot yeah. in high school. Uh, I've never been back. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going back, man. No, I graduated, but I skipped school a lot to smoke weed. I was that yeah, guy. Yeah in high school and then one time i was with these bad kids in the forest across the street and after i smoked the joint they're like did you like that and i'm like yeah and they're like cocaine was in it (laughs) and that's how i did it and then i had to walk back to class like the bell rang and i felt like an astronaut in a heavy space suit and i was just like going nuts i don't even know what that mix does like uh, for years maybe it was crack i don't know (laughs) (laughs) for years i like I always wanted to try it because I like the idea of anything that gives me energy. And my friends, uh, my girlfriend would always be like, no, like my friends, the reasoning was it's too, <laughs> too obvious a joke with your nose. Like you've got a big nose and to do cocaine is just like, that's just, that's a low hanging fruit. Uh, so I didn't do it until I was at a party and uh, the friend's boyfriend was an actual cocaine dealer. So there was like a mound, like in a movie. Was he cool table. or was he scary? He was a cool guy. Okay, he was like cool. just like this this guy who kind of made money on the side doing this. Like, oh yeah, it's just fun. They're uh, mostly just scary on TV, right? I well, I mean, I'm only basing it on one person, <laughs> so it's a very select. Yeah, yeah, uh, this, yeah. you start no, no. the podcast by being like, cocaine dealers are so nice, so lovely, <laughs> so lovely. No, so there's this mound there, and like, I was at the party without my girlfriend, and I know she kind of has a thing about like, I'm gonna die if I try it once because I want to do it so bad, and so the only thing I did was. I like kind of put my finger in it. And I rubbed it on my gums like they do, like cops do. Yeah. Just to see why they do that. And my gums went a little tingly. I'm like, yeah, it's pure. And that was it. That was it. That was my cocaine experience. Really? Yeah. And they were like, this guy's a narc. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, why was the I doing that at a party? The most chill narc. Yeah, no, no, this is good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> it's almost like the same as like in that Woody Allen movie when he sneezes and just ruins it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, because yeah, I know that's enough you... about me and my hard partying lifestyle. <laughs> it's pure. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna call a cab. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, uh, yes, yeah, so you joke about it in the latest Sex Criminals volume. Okay, in uh, you don't remember, like, because uh, you and Matt take go away from the actual story and oh, talk yeah, to yeah. Jeff. And I was like, he's joking about it so much in this character that it's <laughs> not real. And I'm sure Matt, did Matt write that whole transaction? Or? Yeah, the original yeah. transaction he wrote uh, had me say a lot of things that uh, would probably get me fired from my other jobs. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to tweak my dialogue a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's no longer at Marvel, so he can just say whatever he wants. I'm like, well, I I can't. Yeah. Like, that's my actual job, so please that's don't do that. That's actually good. Uh, we should t- talk about some of the stuff you're working on right now before we dive into your utopian world. Because, uh, yeah, the Marvel stuff, I've read the two two Howard the Duck c- c- the uh, collections yeah. so far. I really love them. Super funny. Because cool, I'm not a, I'm, I'm more of, like, the weirders stuff i don't yeah. go superhero as much but i really like howard the duck and the use of the marvel universe in that yeah thanks it's like 
I'm kind of the same way. Like, I prefer the weirder stuff, but yeah. I also have the childhood affinity for all the Marvel characters. Yeah. So when I got the job to do Howard the Duck, I was like, well, issue one, I'm going to put Spider-Man in or She-Hulk, like, just so I can write their dialogue. And I love, like, Spider-Man's, like, so insecure. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I could actually relate to Spider-Man and Howard the Duck. Yeah, you can only get away with it in a book like that. Like, yeah. a lot of people would say to me, like... Oh, you should write like the Spider-Man title. Like, you know, if that ever becomes available, that should be your thing. And I'm like, no, no, they'd kill me. Like, the fans would kill me. Yeah. Like, there's no way I can make him like a sad sack. But did you see him in the new Civil War movie? Yeah. The no, new he's kid? great. Super That's, charming. Yeah. But he's still got that. Well, he's not insecure or anything, but he's got that like oh really gee yeah. whiz like that's amazing. The problem with comic books are kind of like soap operas, except the actors don't age. So the problem yeah. is, like, you have a character that's been around for, like, 50, 60 years, and there have been people who've read that character for, like, almost all that run, and so they want the character to change. They don't want him to stay the same. They don't want him to be a kid. Yeah. They want him to learn from his mistakes. So there's a lot of, like, comic fans that now are just like, no, Spider-Man should be the best at what he does and have no insecurities because he solved all those. Like, that is done. Right. But, like, that's a terrible way to have a comic book. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, the Simpsons never grow. No, but there's not a lot of, like, drama there. Right. Like, no one's let their uncle die, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, like, in, in soap operas, like, characters will get old and die. Well, to be honest, I don't like it when Batman is old. You, you know, because DC does that sometimes, right? It makes you feel like it's your dad or something. Yeah. Like, like, or like, this guy's bones couldn't handle this. <laughs> but I guess well, he like, says that in the comic. He's like, ouch, this time. <laughs> ouch, this time. <laughs> this time, ouch. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, he's had like five, six Robins. Like, at what point does that yeah. become really weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. He's like a 40-year-old dude that's like just churning through teenagers. <laughs> Yeah and, and yeah yeah so that's always yeah I lost problem. another one Alfred how how did you lose him sir <laughs> yeah. he got ground up <laughs> like it just, it just gets their deaths get more weird and brutal too yeah. but it's just so casual because it's like well it's like the ninth Robin oh yeah. what happened to this one ground up <laughs> ground up and turned into beef and the Riddler <laughs> ate him and the Riddler asked me do I like this <laughs> um. so yeah so that's that's the problem with the comics like you can't. <laughs> you kind of have to hit the reset button all the time. And so it's easy in the movie. They introduce like the Spider-Man Civil War and they can go, okay, now he's a teenager again. Yeah. He's starting off and he's brand new and he's fun. But like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know a lot of the Howard Duck universe from the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you sort of jumped in. But did you, is it sort of a reboot, these ones? Well, it's it's a lot easier with a character like Howard because the original run was like, 32 issues i think yeah and it was done by the creator and it was weird and it just kind of took off and he got fired from his own creation because that's how it works in comic books yeah i read the history it's it's pretty weird and so and i noticed online some hardcores give you grief for trying to take on take it on oh yeah and like i expected but that'll that, always happen right? i expected that going in so it wasn't yeah. it was a lot less than i thought it was going to be yeah which is nice um yeah, there's a lot of positivity I read too. Like oh, they, thanks, they love thanks pe- for that. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I've said, I I I shouldn't have just said that. But yeah, I could uh, no because you're taking over something that was just personal to this one guy. Yeah, it must have been tough. But yeah, no, a lot of I've read so much stuff too of people saying that they love your interpretation. Yeah, it was it was a tricky thing because if he was still alive, then I wouldn't have done the job. Like I'm like, well, I'll just go back to the guy who created it. Yeah. Um. 
but I kind of thought like, well, if they don't give it to me, they're going to give it to someone else and they're going to do it in a way that I'm not going to like. So maybe I should do this. Yeah. Which made it kind of an easier choice. But yeah, with, with, so with a character like that, it was like, there's not a lot of history after that. Like he pops up once in a while, like a special or something, but you know, to catch up on it, it's like 40, 50 issues and that's it. You know, all the history of Howard the Duck. So that made it a lot easier to, to kind of come into it. Uh, yeah. And then make it feel like a, it doesn't have to be a reboot, but like we had to tweak it to kind of reflect the culture now. Cause the original series was pretty kind of heavy handed satire. Yeah. Which was political. shocking at the time. Yeah. Um, but now it probably wouldn't work as well that way. So I kind of figured the best way to handle it was to put Howard the Duck in the Marvel Universe. And the old one made fun of pop culture. But now pop culture is the Marvel Universe. Like it's every TV show and movie yeah. are these characters. So just to have... I've thought about that yeah. a lot. That gritty, smoky, cigar room filled like Hunter S. Thompson political like. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff of the 70s is just it's not relevant anymore and it doesn't fit into this culture for some reason maybe because it's so it never it's not a such a black and white world anymore or something or yeah well i mean the old howard the duck was like um kind of big obvious satire and now satire is supposed to be a lot more subtle um so yeah so i'm kind of like taking subtle digs at the overpopulation of Marvel stuff and culture by yeah. having those characters pop up all the time. Yeah. Uh, and Howard's supposed to represent the everyman. Like it's that weird reversal where he should be the freak because he's an, a talking duck. Right. But he doesn't have powers. He just kind of like goes about his life. He gets angry about things. Whereas Spider-Man is a grown man in a very tight outfit, like <laughs> swinging between buildings. Like that's the yeah. weird guy in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i love that yeah howard's whole thing is kind of like what the hell mm-hmm. um so then yeah that sex criminals uh which i love and you're Thanks. the artist on that yeah. but you're writing uh captara too yeah yeah another image book which i'm halfway through i haven't read all of it but i really like it Thanks. people were like it's like uh or you described it did you describe it as gay he-man yeah <laughs> Yeah. But then I was like, where's the He-Man? <laughs> but then I, now I'm like, oh, now I see. Once uh, okay. you really dive in, you start seeing like He-Man style vehicles and like a guy with a sort of man-at-arms type helmet on and stuff. Yeah, it kind, of, it kind of came about because the artist is so good at drawing that stuff. Like we worked together at the National Post, Kagan McLeod. Yeah. And like his doodles would just be like these like beefy dudes with like beautiful <laughs> Judith Light hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, so it kind of made sense that we would uh, tackle that. It's really funny. Thanks. And I like that uh, uh, I feel for Keith yeah. so uh, so far. I don't know what happens to him, but I hope he makes it. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're halfway through, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> One way or the other. Uh, yeah, so anything else that we should talk about? Oh, you're... Uh, yeah, anything else you want to yeah, talk about before um, we get going? Uh, the only other things I'm uh, doing, Star-Lord, we're restarting that. That's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The main dude. So, You're writing that? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's amazing. It's fun. He's a good character. Yeah. Uh, the editor kind of described him to me as like Marvel Universe's Han Solo. Which totally. Is, which is, uh, yeah, 
I, I don't think I can write a character that cool, so he's not quite that. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've written a Are they issues. watching over you heavily because of the movies? Yeah, with like that Like, you have one, to match that brand, right? Yeah. Howard the Duck, you just do whatever you want. Like, yeah. There are almost no Even notes. though the Guardians show up, they're sort of just preliminary. Exactly. Like, they're, on the, they're on the fringe. Periphery, but, I mean. Yeah. Um, so, with Star-Lord, like, the first thing we wanted to do was redesign the costume. They're like, okay, we have to pass that by Marvel Film because... You know, yeah, he's this dude now. Yeah, they're going to be doing certain things with him in the next movie, and we want to make sure it kind of jives. So, but there were no notes on it, and I was actually surprised. Like, like there was nothing. Like, I got the script back. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe have him say this in this scene, and all right, we're good. I'm like, really? Like, I'm kind of doing like some shitty things to him. Are you sure that's okay? But oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> and they're like, ah, eh, it's a comic book, and then they push you out the door. <laughs> You're like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's every script, same thing. <laughs> Same thing. I think that's really amazing. Yeah, I got, to, I got to. I got to. Re- Does, do a lot of people know that, or are you de- de- doing uh, that info? We announced it at well, StarsCon. No, we announced it last month. Marvel's kind of like restarting a lot okay. of their uh, comics in the in the new year, or the, like the new season, which is like September. Is October. it funny? Is it going to be funny? Yeah, it kind of has to be. There's that's good. I don't know why someone would hire you to not be funny. You're very funny. You know what's weird? Like Marvel's pitched me a few things, thinking like, "Hey, let's show people you can do more than funny." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. This comic about a murderer doesn't seem like <laughs> the Punisher." Yeah, it wasn't the Punisher, <laughs> but they've they've given me a few that are like dark and gritty. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but the, the Punisher in the Daredevil Netflix thing really made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch it? I watched almost all of it. Yeah. It's like one of those ones where I'm like, I kind of get it. Yeah, like, like the, the news is guys showing up places and spraying everyone with bullets. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like writing tweets like, I stand behind people, human <laughs> beings. And then you watch Daredevil <laughs> and the hero's doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the only confusing thing. I guess I shouldn't make you talk about no, no, it's fine, cause there's, there's, Marvel. but There's that weird disconnect because in a comic, it's like... Um, they can always say, oh, he's only ever killed bad guys. Yeah. But when you actually see it on screen, it's like, well, like, that's just not possible. Like, people are going to get hurt. Like, I remember yeah. in the comics, like, somebody would would say, like, the Incredible Hulk, like, what is he? Is he, like, a good guy or a bad guy? Because if he's doing rampages, he's clearly murdered people. Yeah. Like, there's clearly a thing. And in comics, they've come up, they came up with, like, this weird thing, like... Oh, deep in the back of his head, he's got Bruce Banner's mind, so he knows not to harm people. So when he smashes a wall, he's hitting at a, at a certain angle so people inside won't get hurt. I'm like, okay, you're a comic, you get away with it, but like, yeah. in a movie, there's no way. That guy should be murdered. Yeah. The Hulk should be put down, like the but dog he is. The- <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a controversial opinion, but we should take that human life. I just pictured the army general, I forget his name, being like, what is this gross dog <laughs> jumping yeah. so high? So high. I uh, <laughs> I love the Hulk, though, for that reason. Like, I like him as a Frankenstein-y sort of destructor. Yeah. But, like, I know how it's like, yeah, you can't make him a hero then. No, no. Um, He's killed. He'll kill again. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> He's coming for us. We need to stop him. <laughs> Why aren't people talking about this? Well, it is weird, yeah, because we it's yeah, we're not in a we're not in a society anymore of overt political satire, but we're also in a society now where the bad guys are humanized to the max as well. Like I'm yeah. watching Narco season two right now, yeah. and even though I know how it goes because of the news and yeah. the world history. I'm still like, oh, I hope uh, 
you know, and Pablo's okay. Yeah. Like, what am I talking about? The guy blows up innocent people. Yeah. But or, you're watching him, like, kiss his kids, be like, be safe. What a great dad. Pablo Escobar, yeah. yeah like, we'll go to Disneyland someday. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. The uh, Did you see Suicide Squad? No, I really don't want to. No, I didn't either. And then <laughs> it's one of those things where you kind of trick yourself into it. Like, it's going to be so bad, it's good. And then it's not really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do that and that as well. It's like, you know. Yeah, they're bad guys. Yeah, and they're bad guys. But, you know, a couple of them they have hearts of gold when you really when you really <laughs> think about those murderers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the end of Sullivan's Travels. All those guys in prison are laughing at Mickey Mouse, but they're still in prison. <laughs> Yeah, like stay in prison. Yeah, I think every writer, every writer just has this idea that they're just going to be like, you know what? He's a bad guy, but what if there was something else to him? You know? But if if every writer does that, yeah, like the twist at the end should be like, oh, actually, I'm a really bad person. Ta-da! Yeah. Like, what if the Joker got married though? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I like where this is going. Yeah, I don't want to ever. I mostly never want to see Will Smith or Jared Leto in movies, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And so unfortunately, they were the big stars of this one. But I heard yeah. that Jared Leto got cut out a lot too, because yeah, and apparently he's not happy about it. Yeah, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> if he went, if he went to those extremes. Was it? How is this Joker? It's just oh man, it's like the kind of thing where. Like Heath Ledger did a really great job of like he maintained this like tone of character even though he would like kind of like kind of go outside that a little bit here and there like kind of like sad happy angry like he was able to kind of like play with it yeah whereas Jared Leto's like oh I'm just gonna be all over the place I'm gonna be a baby in this scene and then I'm gonna be a dog in this scene I'm like well <laughs> it's not even a character at that point. Like just a collection Maybe of Maybe that's why he's mad. Like, you cut out the part where it shows why I chose to be a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he'll bark at a person, and then he'll be like, would you, would you, would you, like, I'm like, uh, I don't like it. Eh. I mean, he made me really uncomfortable, so that's, I guess that's good. So, yeah, in a way, it's like he's a crazy person. But he's also just, frankly, at very fuckable. So it's like a fuckable joker <laughs> on a level that we haven't seen before. Do you see his butt? No, you don't. <laughs> You don't see his Joker butt. How come we haven't seen the Joker's butt and they show boobs all the time? Okay, question. Question. So if the Joker's skin is because of like acid? Yeah. Like he jumped in an acid bath? Does he have a green butt? Or whatever his white. color is. <laughs> whatever his color is. <laughs> white butt. Well, like if you spread the cheeks a bit, would it like it be still... Like did the acid get in there? Yeah, yeah. Did the acid get in there? Because you'd imagine if you were in a, like, a pool of acid, you would clench. Yeah, and there wouldn't be there wouldn't be the opportunity for liquid to kind of make its way in there. Well, the last time I was in a pool of acid, I was fully aware that I was clenching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm clenching, and it's hot." Uh, like, yeah, I, I wonder. I, I had uh, recently. I went to a trip to Israel. Um, oh, anyways, just to, before you go to Israel, I just want to say I'm pretty sure the Joker's butthole is pure white. Yeah. Crystal okay. White. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up uh, with my Israel bit because when <laughs> I was in Israel it, bit. Well, it's not a bit. Trips to <laughs> exotic lands are just bits now. I'm not the stand up here, but um, <laughs> we went there and then we we made a trip to the Dead Sea and I was really worried about it because I, I'd had some kind of like a hemorrhoidal kind of issue happening oh, in no. salt water and I got in there and I was like well I'll just clench it'll be fine but no it's still the water still got in there and there you was, go and it was so much pain like I'm floating in this This. were you crying? 
Yeah, a little bit. Floating little and crying? Bit. Yeah, so salt <laughs> is coming out of everywhere, <laughs> entering everywhere, and it hurts so much. See, my doctor would not allow me to be around that situation. <laughs> my high blood pressure. You just take your passport away from <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, too much salt no. in this situation. It's too much. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. So the Joker is falling to the vat of acid. <laughs> he for sure could think, I'm going to clench this one. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Once you're in there, no. it gets in there. It's just like the Dead Sea. So he does not have a pure white butthole. He must have. He must have. When Mark Hamill does the voice of the Joker on those cartoons, how does he think his butthole looks? <laughs> <laughs> I really need to know now. I wish I went to Comic Con. Oh man, I, yeah, I've never, I've never met uh, any of those little Star Wars guys at the Comic Cons. Are you a mega Star Wars guy? Um. I'm a mega in the sense that I've watched them more than I've watched anything else in my life. But for some reason, I don't think that actually makes me a mega Star Wars fan. I feel like that's just the thing we've all done. I think I know what you mean. I think I'm there, too. I love Star Wars to the yeah. max. Yeah. But uh, mm, I don't know if I'd wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, as a joke, years ago, I bought, like, a really nice uh, Watto shirt. It was an all-over-print Watto shirt from a comic show. But that's... But that's just pure love for one character. Yeah, yeah, that's not necessarily. Watto is the one that. Uh, mm. No, he's the he's uh, the uh, the anti-Semitic uh, drug yeah. dealer in episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So glad they uh, made that character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's enough missteps that I don't think I could ever be like a huge Star Wars fan. Like yeah. Marvel has the rights to do Star Wars comics now, so once in a while I'll think, well, maybe I should pitch a thing. But oh, I was in the beguiling yesterday. Yeah, and. Uh, I did notice that half the new release rack now, or on one of the sides, is all... Everyone's got their comic. Lando, like, the Rogue series, everything. Yeah. like It's um, insane. The Star Wars comic from Marvel was, like, their biggest seller last year, I think. Like, it came out and people were like, oh, yeah, we actually really like Star Wars. And they're like, what? And then there you go. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's so crazy. Yeah, like, I know it's weird. George Lucas is mad about all this. uh, But his... But his um, product is finally reaching the potential that it should have like 20 years ago. <laughs> I like that it just didn't quite reach its potential. No, I if mean... If only people had known about Star Wars. He's doing all these <laughs> interviews. Like, So I got this new thing. It's no, uh, I, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. right. But like, no, I mean... But, but what I, I guess what I'm saying is when I was a kid, I wanted more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he left us hanging. Yeah. And then, you know, but but then you'd like watch the movies to the max. Yeah. And that's the specialness of it. And play with the toys to the max. Now, what am I talking about? There were toys everywhere. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that was probably the smartest call. Like the idea of doing like those three movies and then that's it. Yeah. Like it, it meant you had to kind of keep revisiting those things. And you think all this new rebrand, all this stuff's going to ruin it? It's like yeah, yeah, dilute eventually. it? It'll have to. Yeah. They're going to put out like a movie a year. Like, well, it's the guy who did Godzilla did Rogue One, right? Or... Uh, no, no, I might Gareth, get mixed up. Gareth Edwards, or Gareth something? Edwards, yeah. So they're already like p- printing articles, like he, uh, they have to go back and recut stuff because the studio's not happy. So that already makes you be like, oh, well, like the studio thought it wasn't Star Warsy enough. I think with the news articles, like, yeah, to make it more Star Wars. Too many Godzillas are in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know <laughs> if he's the guy. <laughs> I gotta look it up. <laughs> I think he's the Godzilla guy. He's the guy that was like, wait, let me see. I'll still watch if it. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm just using my phone for a sec, all right? Yeah, that's okay. Give me a break. Oh, yeah, um, he's the Godzilla guy. So, yeah. There you go. 
Anyways. Like, I'll still watch them. That's the thing. It's like a sickness. Like, yeah, me there's, too. There's, there's no way I'm not going to see it, even if it got, like, terrible reviews. Yeah, they got those ATATs on, like, a tropical beach. Yeah. It's like... That's what they're going to do for the movies from now on. They're like, where has this robot not been? <laughs> not walked on. <laughs> yeah. Well, my girlfriend, she's the smart one in our relationship. She was a huge Star Wars fan when she was younger. So when Phantom Menace was coming out, she was like, I, I'm all in. Like, midnight showing, let's do this. And she saw it, and she's like, that was bad. And that was it. She didn't watch the next one. She didn't revisit any of them. Oh, she's wow. Like, she was done. She went and saw this new one. And, and what did she feel? Um, she felt, uh, she really liked it. And then she was like, really, really upset when they killed Han Solo. Oh yeah. Really upset. Like, oh wow. Yeah. Like that hit her hard. Cause she was like, it's such a gap for her. Like she saw those when she was a kid. Right. She didn't see any of the new ones. So she's just built this up. We have like a little, like a photo of Han Solo on our like mantle. Yeah. As if he's our uncle. Oh. Like she is a postcard she had when she was a kid. Just like this dopey looking shot of Han Solo and that's been there for so long it's like a family member dying for her. wow yeah that intense. is i didn't think of that yeah i uh i get pulled out of it enough to be like harrison ford wanted out mm-hmm. like i don't think of it as like you know. like every interview is like yeah i wanted them to kill me in the third one like and he did like he had all these talks with lucas like yeah what's my character arc here he's such a grumpy guy he's like i went from like <laughs> Like a like a grumpy space pirate to like a grumpy space pirate that has friends. Like <laughs> that's not a character yeah, arc. Kill me, please yeah. kill me. Yeah, yeah. And, and he he kept asking them to kill him. And like, but Chewie being Jedi. sad got me. Yeah, Chewie going or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, fuck. Do you ever see like <laughs> Tumblr posts of like people drawing like fan art of Star Wars? There's one that went around and it was like one of these things where it's like you know really cute little drawings. It was like. It was like Han Solo with his baby. He's going to Chewie, and Chewie's playing with the baby, and like you know, holding his hand on his first day to school. Oh, or right. Whatever, and, and the stuff. baby is Kylo Ren, and the baby goes up to Kylo, be Kylo Ren, and like you know, just adding that little extra, like, oh yeah, of Ooh, course, yeah. Chewie's like his like weird giant fuzzy uncle. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry now. Happen. Yeah, so he's like watching his best friend die, murdered by his like <sighs> basically his little nephew. Chewy, if you're listening, come over. <laughs> come over. Come on over. It's all right. Hang out with us. <laughs> um, there's my cat, Wolfman. She's kind of like my little Chewbacca. A little bit, yeah. Hey, Chewy. That's eh, not the same. Yeah. There's no <laughs> there's no call and response there. That's the problem. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, we talked a lot without even getting yeah, yeah, to the yeah, yeah. premise of the podcast. Yeah. How you feeling? Comfy? Yeah, yeah, I feel good. Because uh, we I had a lot of, I had life. a lot of thoughts about Star Wars that I really needed to get out. So <laughs> <laughs> this digresses like crazy. I yeah. think I've got undiagnosed ADHD or something. I think all podcasts are like this, though, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're a you mess. You have a theme, but then you just kind of like. I'm very great. I'll just take time out right now to say I'm very grateful people listen to this. Thank yeah. you so much. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody listening is waiting for me to say what my utopia is. Like I don't think anyone's like. Okay, all right. They're looking at their like. Their You're right. Watch, and they're like, I just need to hear what Chip's Utopia is, and then I can get on with my day. <laughs> like, that's not how this is going down. That's so good that you pointed that out because I actually worry about that all the time. I'm like, I try to put myself you know, in the listener's head, and they're like, Get to it. It's doubly. Good. But I don't know who this listener, this hypothetical listener, yeah, is. Yeah. I it's, picture them on. Lulu, like a elliptical machine with Lululemon <laughs> pants, and they're like, my exercise is almost done. <laughs> yeah. What is it? 
Um, I think it's doubly good that I pointed that out because I have not even thought of my utopia. It's okay. So I'm really just like... We find it, it on the it. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was fun hanging out because mm-hmm. and chatting because you and I have never met in real life. No, I know. It's weird. Uh, I don't want to say this because it sounds weird, but it's, we're fans of each other. Yes. Thanks. Yes. I didn't want to say that you're no. a fan of mine. I'm a fan of yours, but... No. I didn't. I didn't want to like just assume because you've retweeted some of my tweets that you're a fan of mine. No, it's it's, it's one of those things like uh, <laughs> Toronto's a small community, yeah, and especially the comedy community. I'm not really a part of it. Like I, I've always wanted to be a part of it, but I, I don't have the uh, the chops to be like I don't stand know. up or oh, improv or anything like that. I see. And so I'm always but you're a very the, funny writer. Well, thank you, but I'm always on the periphery. Like there's not. So I, I, I watch everyone in Toronto comedy. I'm just like, oh, my God, that person's so funny. And, 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 and you and Kathleen especially, I'm just like, like I've kind of like glommed onto you. And um, it was that thing where when we were messaging back and forth to, to be on the, the podcast, you were like, oh, do you want to like, do you need to meet for a coffee first before coming over? You know, yeah. get to know me. And I was like, oh, no, you're like a brother to me. And then you didn't respond. I'm like, oh, I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I really went too far. I didn't respond. I must have responded, just not in a long time. No. Oh no, I didn't respond at you all. You did not respond, and then like a week passed. Oh like, my god! So just send me the details. <laughs> What's where up, I bro? Go. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't mean to get too close to. Oh soon. my god! No, that is one of. The, see, I'm terrible with the internet. I'm I'm always throwing jokes out on the internet, but message wise, um, sometimes it's I'm it's one of those cases where I reply in my head, but not in real life. Do you ever yeah. get that? Yes. Where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I, and, and like it made me laugh too you know but then the person doesn't know that because yeah. they don't see you <laughs> just sitting there waiting and that's what i actually think the internet and texting has created all these unnecessary things now because of us like discovering that about ourselves like yeah like um a friend says something and you're like you have to write back ha ha to for closure yeah even though if you laughed out loud they'll never know and then they kill themselves you don't want that you don't want that there's been times where I've sent a joke uh, to a friend, no one's gotten back, mm-hmm. and I kill myself. Yeah. And then yeah. an angel saves me, and then my friend <laughs> was like, oh, I laughed out loud, whatever. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. a, it's the tricky thing, because if you, if you write, like, ha, 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 in, like, caps, then it encourages them to send another joke. Right. And then you're just, like, you're trapped in that. Like, yeah. Like, like uh, what... What's the response that like lets them know that was funny? We're done here. Yeah, we're done here. I'm not your goddamn. I've test actually audience. felt bad about sending the single lowercase one ha because I'm like <laughs> they know I'm shutting the door. <laughs> Just shut it down. <laughs> oh shit! Well, you, must, you must get that a lot. Like um, I years ago when uh, I moved to Toronto. I uh, from where? I don't even know this. Oh uh, no, you're from. Uh, I'm from Barrie, but yeah. I was uh, at school in Oakville, and I came to Toronto and one of my friends decided to become a stand-up comedian. And they were like, they were the first year when Humber was doing the comedy course. Yeah. They went through that and, um, and the relationship changed really quickly between us because I realized I was his test audience. Oh. Like, and like for really kind of hacky stuff too, like he'll just kind of come into a room. Does, like, oh, do you they guys still do TV? comedy? No, no. He's, uh, he's moved on from that. But, okay. um, but there was like a few months, like we'd support him at shows and stuff, but like, you know, we were roommates, so we just kind of walk into the kitchen like, hey, what are you doing? You reading a magazine there? Oh, magazines. Magazines, eh? Oprah, she's got her own magazine. And then he just like, <laughs> do a bit, and you're like, oh, my God. So do you get that in, like, That's bad. in text form or emails um, from other stand-ups? 
well, stand-ups talk in jokes. Yeah. Like, we are, like, that's, like, our thing. Like, it's like our glowing aura. You can't get, or like a shield almost. Like, you can't get past the jokes. And then when someone is serious, it makes them uncomfortable. (laughs) So, like, yeah, it's mostly jokes. But it's not, like, not as much trying out bits. But here's the thing. I will sympathize or empathize with your friend for a sec because I definitely know that's super annoying. But I know in the beginning... It's like one of those things where you're like overcompensating. Yeah. You're trying to be funny so much. Yeah. And it's a new thing. So I get that they're going through that, but I definitely know that it's fucking annoying. If the material was better, I'll say that. It, it, I probably would have been <laughs> more supportive yeah. of that. Like, yeah, you, that's good. You should just call him on it, though. Like, even in the kitchen, you're a hack. All right. Just, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> constantly booing him. Yeah, just heckle in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes, even now, uh, I've been doing it for a long time, but if I start ranting about something, even my ranty style yeah. is flavorful because that's how I just like to do it. Yeah. And then I'll be like, mm, yeah, that's going to be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> After you finish it, you just, like, just kind of turn around and subtly just like write a thing down in a notebook. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weirdly, I, unfortunately, that is how it happens. Like yeah. sometimes like stand up is the hardest thing to just go and sit in front of the computer or in front of mm-hmm. the book and write yeah you know it has to come almost like to me it has to come from like a sort of passionate place or emotional reaction yeah like i was i saw flame grilled cheeseburgers ruffles at the Seven Eleven down the street one night and i'm walking home with kathleen and i start freaking out about how stupid the flavors <laughs> are now and they're it's driving me insane and i'm like how do they know it's flame grilled like that part especially <laughs> yeah. like why add flame grilled yeah it's just cheap and i was like so i said to her in a ranty way like that's like me living in a windowless room and i write the words clear blue sky on the wall <laughs> you know yeah. and then i have the bag on my head and you're like what are you doing And i'm like perfect day for a barbecue <laughs> and i said that verbatim to her and she was yeah. laughing like crazy and now that's like my new joke yeah yeah that's <laughs> the way it has to be yeah and i just tried it out on you in yeah. my living room. <laughs> it works. <laughs> but it's not as hacky, right? No, no. Uh, it's funny because the, there's a one comic writer, Brian Michael Bendis. Do you know him? Mm, I'm he's, not sure. He's kind of like, he's been big dog at Marvel Comics for like 10, 15 years. He writes yeah. all the big superheroes. Um, Jessica Jones, that's his character from oh. the Netflix show. And he did Powers. And, um, Sweet. He's a big deal. And I was listening to a podcast. He was like, he was like, you know, when people ask me about my ideas and stuff, like, um, I just tell them like the truth. I have like notebooks everywhere. I have a notebook on my like bicycle. I have a notebook by my bed. I have a notebook in the uh, living room. And uh, whenever I have an idea about Spider Man, I just write it down in there. I'm just like I'm just picturing like a house filled with like these little secret notebooks filled with like ideas for Spider Man. It made me laugh so much <laughs> that I end up doing this is before I worked for Marvel. I end up like yeah. um, posting a thing online, which was like like Chip Starsky's Marvel Ideas Journal, which I took scans of like a book. Which I wrote down just like the the stupidest fucking ideas. Oh, in the I world. saw that. It was like yeah, in your world. interview for Star Starcon twenty fourteen or something. Yeah, yeah. The uh, most of them were just super gross. But it's just really the, funny. It was just the idea of like somebody having like a notebook <laughs> about these like childish characters and like coming down with like kind of adult ideas for them. Yeah, that's always like the comic book writer who wants to become a comic. book writer like that's their thought process like oh yeah it's a, a spider-man but like you know he's got a fetish now like yeah no he doesn't it's almost like laughable like the dc world is like that now laughably 
uh, you know, trying to recreate what Christopher Nolan was doing with Batman. Yeah. So now, it, like those, <laughs> oh my God, those Batman Superman movies now, um, yeah. they're laughably like that, yeah. like these weird issues. Uh, and people dying all the time but yeah i like the idea of a guy grasping at straws going to like into the office pitching like um yeah foot fetish uh, spider-man yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah throws webs around people's feet and uh takes pictures of them yeah like i'm always trying to push things in howard the duck but never quite that far yeah and the editors are there to make sure i don't ruin the characters which is which is nice I the, lo- the, the foot fetish thing just kind of reminds me of the uh the one thing that got cut out of the most recent Howard the Duck was um, there's like a huge fight. Spider-Man and Aunt May are there and Aunt May wants to help. And Spider-Man's like, no, no, you know, I've got to like save Aunt May as he always does. So he like takes her to an alley and he webs her to the wall. <laughs> and he leaves, like leaves a note on her saying, I'm not a criminal, whatever. <laughs> he goes for, through the fight and then he just like forgets about her. So at the end of the issue, he's just like standing like, oh, we did it. We defeated them. And you just hear whimpering from an alley. They're nibbling my feet. Oh God, my feet. <laughs> And the editor was like, yeah, we can't do that. Like, it's creepy enough. Like, Spider-Man, like... Like, you don't see who's nibbling? You no, don't you don't see the, the, the assum- action? The assumption is either it's yeah. a rat or it's a homeless man. Either way... <laughs> Something's nibbling at Either Yeah, either way, it's move. not allowed. So I had to... That's the only thing I've had to scrap in the last, like, five, six issues. I'm surprised you didn't quit over that. <laughs> I just flipped <laughs> the table. That's it. Uh, do you have any input in the writing with uh, sex criminals do you guys brainstorm together yeah um, i'm more so with the first few issues because you're trying to figure out right how to do it i'm and very it very very impressed with the the handling of sexuality in those comics like most pop culture anywhere now doesn't deal with it as well as sex criminals does it didn't start off that way like even when like the way comics work is you solicit the comic like yeah. you, you put it into a catalog and retailers order it. And so we wrote the solicitation before we did, did the comic. Yeah. And the solicitation just made it sound like it's just like just a dick joke frenzy. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Like, hey, it's a sex comedy. Fun, dick, fart. Here you go. Yeah. And then when we started kind of working on it, <laughs> we're like, oh, like we actually like these characters. And like, and Matt started talking to like a lot of like women in his life about how they discovered uh their sexuality and we would talk late at night on the phone about yeah. uh, about these things and like you, you hit a point where like you actually care enough about the characters that it's not going to be just a dick joke book it's really good like it's right. it's incredibly like modern i think uh yeah and uh, every character's backstory is so fair and uh uh reasonable you know like yeah a part of a- it is we're we're old now like we're yeah. we're both forty, so we're not just going for the joke, you know. Like yeah, I you think when I was younger, substance. It, yeah, when I was younger, like the stuff I did when <clears> I, in my twenties, the comics, you know, it was entirely about the jokes. Like just throw it out there, but it's like at some point you're just like, oh, like what effect is this having on the world? And like, what do I actually want to say? And how do I want to represent this? And yeah, it gets a little boring in your head sometimes. Yeah, that, but yeah, yeah, it, it makes well for even a Captara Keith is already such a fully fleshed out character that like you feel for for real even though it's yeah. like such a wa- such a wacky world yeah like he's, he's insecure he's nervous and then the woman's like yeah i know i can feel your ball sweat on my back yeah <laughs> like the you joke still get the joke yeah but... you still get the joke but then keith is like so real you have know? you ever written anything long form uh no i'd also uh, not really i've co-written scripts with people but not on my own no. yeah because i uh, 
I feel like that was the difference, like going from like the comics I was doing before to Sex Criminals or Captar or even Howard. Like, like the the th- the fact that you have to think about a character arc, you actually have to think about like Matt. Matt Matt told me this. Like, I don't know a lot about screenwriting, storytelling, really. And Matt, yeah. Matt gave me this one bit of advice, which was every character that appears has to want something. Yeah. And I, oh, I know I've that's, read a, all that's the a basic thing, but yeah, I never yeah, read yeah. it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. And it's stuff like that that makes you, like, rethink it. And like, oh, okay, this is more than just a joke book. You know, you have to, characters have to have, have needs, and then some have to have them satisfied, some don't. Yeah. You have to figure it out. That's almost that's why I don't complete some scripts sometimes because I'm yeah. overwhelmed by the rules of the world because I yeah. want it to be, you, you know, you start thinking big, 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 mm-hmm. and then the fun is almost gone with me. Like, I, I think that's a part symptom of having a short attention span. That's why yeah. I do stand up and sketch so much because I'm like, I'm just going to hit it. Well, you know what, uh, like a good solution for that is like I found because like Howard the Duck was the first thing I just like sat down to write for somebody else. Like, comics before that were just me kind of making little notes here and there and then cobbling it together and making a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just, I, I figure out all the, 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 the beats and then I write it all out and then I go back and I add the jokes and I go back and I add more jokes and yeah. I go back. Like, it's just, I was, I always thought of myself as a kind of like a first draft guy. Ah, first draft. I'm good. That's it. But like, now that I, now that I've been doing it, like going back and like punching things up and like moving things and, and finessing, like has made a world of difference in terms of adding to it. I'm inspired. I have so many ideas. Yeah. And I was talking to our mutual friend, Mark today on the phone Mm -hmm. and I was like, I have ideas. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So I am inspired. Yeah. I like that. No, one of the screenwriting script writing books I read years ago, they were like, man, if you have funny scenes first, you're screwed. Really? Like just well, kind of. They're like, don't try to justify the joke yet. Make the story thick, yeah, and then do then worry about the little punchy stuff, yeah, yeah, right. Because like, if you're sort of almost now writing a script around like a few choice scenes that you, you almost just want to justify, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, it definitely stands out. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, let's start writing. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, up and just <laughs> this podcast is almost done and we haven't done any. Well, oh, yeah, you've done Utopia, a lot. Utopia. Utopes. Oh, geez. But you're, yeah, you're doing, you're living the life you want. Yeah, okay, but here's the kind thing. Of. Here's the thing. In the utopian world, it can be anything. All right. So it yeah. doesn't have to be, you don't have to tweak planet Earth even. You can start from scratch. Yeah. Like you can be a dolphin. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll start with that. <laughs> start with I'm a dolphin. No. I just want, like, I just want, like, earbuds that don't have cords. Like, that's all I want. So, earplugs. That's utopia. <laughs> yeah, earplugs. <laughs> I have um, some of those. I feel like my utopia would just be, you know, most of the world's problems are kind of, have to do with people's differences. So, I feel like if everyone was, like, like the same, like the same background, and yeah, um, like white, know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like the eyes. same value system. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, no, no. But you're onto something there. <laughs> like, like you know, we, we fight so much. But if we were all the same, we wouldn't fight that much. So yeah, I'm not not necessarily white, though. I mean, that's kind of my default because I'm white. And I want to exist in this world. So I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. I want a purity. Like if the world was pure. <laughs> I should say to people listening, as a joke before we started, 
when Chip came over, he was, the first thing he said was like, has anyone gotten super racist on this? And here no, we no, go. No, here no, we no. are. Though let me say, I think uh, even in our pure world, um, I don't want any straight people. No straight people? No. They're, they're, they're a problem. You think straight people are the shittiest people in the world? Well, kind of, yeah. Like, I remember, like, back in my clubbing days. You remember your clubbing days? I do. Yeah. Nothing fit right. I always prefer to go. <laughs> Everything fit perfectly for me back then. I don't know why. <laughs> I preferred to go to gay clubs and straight clubs. Really? Yeah, there was less uh, negative tension there. Everyone was there just to have a good time. Yeah. Um, even though I wasn't gay, like I, I just like this is a better place for me. Like I actually enjoyed it more. Interesting. So like in the utopian world, it would be all gay, and also you would have to like make a conscious decision to make a child. Like there would be no accidental children. Right. Which is which is good because then like you know, it it adds more focus to yeah. like, raising a child. Like we decide to have a child, and this is a, actually a process because we actually have to like make a, a man and a woman do this yeah um not well make, it, not w- it would be more forcing. of a process if they're gay yeah because then you're like you guys have to make a child and they're like okay okay and then you have to like make a deal <laughs> but i won't like it no you won't like it <laughs> but i'll like the child but you'll that's a thing like you'll go through those steps in order to have yeah a, a beautiful lovely child instead of like these like uh accidental children i mean there's no such thing as a mistake in god's eyes but i think there's there are mistakes yeah. That have been made um, through birthing. Right. And it's not the child's fault, but if you're a shitty parent, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, you can... Like, if you raise it mad, like you made a mistake, that's kind of a shitty thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't work in every case. Like, some people that, you know, want to have kids and have a kid that can still turn out really shitty, but I think it, it cuts down on it a little bit. Right. Um, so, bisexuals in this world would be uh, frowned upon a little bit. Just a little bit because they're just like, dipping their toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, maybe what? Maybe, let's uh, let's. Just, that would be the illicit, the most illicit thing would be bisexual because there's no straight people, but there are a few bisexuals in this utopian world just to keep it interesting. So far, you only. Um, oh, that's very kind of you. So far, <laughs> <laughs> so far, you've only uh, made your point though for gays versus straight world. By comparing clubs, <laughs> so okay. what is what else about the straight people? I mean, sure, there's self righteousness to the max. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think they've had their time in the sun. Yeah, I think I think uh, they've uh, been in charge of things a little too long. Are we specifically are we straight people or straight white men in business suits? Think of the worst. Well, there's that, but think of the worst people. Are they straight? Go through your list. Go through your list in your head. Hitler, straight. Straight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll let history be the judge. We'll let history be the judge. I mean, sure, he was madly in love with Ava Braun, as all those punk rock songs proclaim, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my history is just some punks being like, eh. um, Donald Trump, is he straight? I'm not sure. Yeah. He wants to like sleep with his daughter. I know he's attracted to his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he hugs her by patting her hips. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no you're right yeah i'm done with them i'm done with them maybe maybe there's a point to that because when you're straight you're you're constantly trying to pursue 
the opposite sex, which sort of, cr- I don't know how to, I'm not a sociologist and mm. I can't even talk. But yeah. the thing is, is yeah. like maybe because you have that sort of, it's like a challenge, then it sort of makes it more warlike. Because you're like I'm after I'm trying to conquer this other species, <laughs> or like you know this other yeah yeah it's that weird it's the weird pursuit it's yeah the thing that like we were we were all raised with like all of our entertainment was like you know if you're just persistent enough yeah then you'll 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 get the girl yeah it is almost like a conquer thing it's a bad imbalance yeah yeah I mean to to be fair like I've 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 known um, non-straight uh, couples where you know there's still kind of that dynamic. But right. but you, but like less so less so, yeah. I don't like I well, yeah, I just pictured like a a straight guy getting married, and just uh, picture it. Just picture a straight <laughs> guy getting married. It's sickening. For some reason, there's an an atom bomb cloud behind them as they kiss. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What did you do? Uh, <laughs> Okay, so everyone's gay. If you're yeah. bi, I don't know about you. Yeah, that's that's like the that's like the weird, sexy secret of the world. It's like there's underground like bisexual clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, uh, and then because I think utopia, like you can't have a utopia without having something that kind of like still kind of goes against it a bit to remind you that it's a utopia. Right, you know that comes up a lot, of course. Yeah, yeah, you need this sort of contradiction or something to know that you are in a perfect world mm-hmm. um, i think bisexuality can fill that void for but everybody utopia. hugs and laughs and smiles Whew, in uh, your utopia is there water? that's a great question <laughs> um <laughs> does everybody hug and no i laugh just... yeah hugs feel maybe it's just hugs no laughs all hugs no laughs <laughs> Yeah, you can laugh, but it's at an underground club. Well, laughter, <laughs> laughter sometimes means that you're laughing at someone. Oh, like right. laughter. There can be negative connotations to laughter. Hugs. This is a very some... actually cool sort of gay 1984. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like a gay dystopia. Like that book had a lot of good points. So, <laughs> yeah, like the rats chewing your face <laughs> for laughing in public. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. No. Okay. So, no one laughs. Everyone hugs. Everyone hugs. <laughs> We're all gay. <laughs> sounds, My perfect utopia is good. just Woody's. <laughs> <laughs> that's is, it. That's it. Which yeah. is like a fun bar in Toronto. That's yeah. the one gay bar I went to with my friend Andrew Johnson, and uh, and uh, there was a. A best butt contest? There is. There, it's almost every week, I think. Oh, so yeah, you've yeah. seen it? Yeah, I was a part of it. Um, Were you? Well, there was like one one of the assignments I got from the You National showed your butt and everyone was going crazy? Um, I'm trying to remember how Did they pour down. a pitcher of water on your white underwear? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was dressed as a woman at the time. The The National Post sent me on a assignment, which was... There's a place um, on Wellesley... Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's it's for men who cross dress, yeah. and so it's it's primarily for guys coming out of town, and they want to get away from you know family or whatever, and they want to be themselves, which involves dressing like a woman or being a woman or wow. know, d- depending on where they are in the, that spectrum. Yeah, 
Um, it, it's like kind of a mini hotel as well, and they got a little karaoke room so these guys can get together and enjoy themselves and get done up by this this woman who runs it. So, do you cross dress, or were you just embedding yourself for the reporting? Yeah, for for the report. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I liked it. Uh, yeah, but the problem is like because I went and the uh, the woman who's doing me up, I was like, you know, let's keep it toned down. Did you have a beard? No, okay. I, I shaved the beard off. I said, let's keep it toned down. Like, I don't want like. You know, kind of sexy office worker. Like that was kind of what I wanted for. But she like made me look like um, Joan Cusack from Working Girl. Like I don't think there's any way of like, oh, yeah. kind of avoiding it. There's always gonna be big hair and maybe <laughs> too much makeup because she's trying to overcome all of my masculine features. Right. Um, and so a yeah, friend that's what it is. was having a birthday party at Woody's, and I just kind of came in without telling anyone I was doing this. I just kind of like sat down to like next to one of my friends, just kind of put my hand on his leg, and he turned. He's like, "Who the fuck is this lady?" And then realized it was me. And they had the that's the best, amazing. They had the best book competition, and I actually don't remember if I was in the competition or if I was judging it. Oh wow! Like it's the memories. It's too long ago now. I think I was judging it. And yeah, it was yeah. My nice friend bets. Rob and I had this guy's butt that we thought was going to win for sure yeah and it was just like any other contest some other shitty butt yeah. won and we were like all politics yeah you you <laughs> thought your butt was going to win but you didn't see there's just like it's a little bit of poop coming out yeah there's a dis- disqualify right there yeah that's it i wonder if when the joker was in a vat of acid if he had a little <laughs> bit of poop in his butt <laughs> so many questions i haven't done any work for dc comics so i don't know if we'll ever find out oh you will yet. Um, that's amazing. I, I can't believe you did that. That's, uh, yeah, br- it was brave of you. I don't think I, to be honest, um, I don't know if I could do that. I'd be really insecure and shy and nervous and yeah, it was one self-conscious. Of the best nights. Like after that, like I went to a, a club down the street, it was a good handy. So I don't know if they're open anymore. And, um, and I just partied all night and it was amazing. Like it was hard because like you have like heels and stuff, but like, yeah. Yeah, I had a really good time. You know, I did that like six, seven years ago, I guess. I wouldn't do it now. Like, I think the 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 culture has changed too much to just kind of like dip my toe in those waters. Like, right. You know. The people I, would think it's like it's condescending a, their well, scene it's or something. Right. It's oh, like, right, you know, right. some people like, you know, you know, it's <clears> kind of a, a struggle that they go through to, you know, transition. And here I am just like, look at me. I'm like a Toronto Sun reporter. I just pop in and I do this thing and I disappear. Right. I see. Yeah. Yeah, they would think it's like sort of patronizing or something. Yeah, yeah, and like, but that's what makes me. Well, it's not the same as like these weirdos in the s- South states that are like, "Oh, I'm transgendered too," and then they put on a blonde wig and walk in a woman's bathroom, and they're like, "See, this is what it's like." <laughs> they're trying to get their point across that it's like, yeah, they're yeah. oh, I hate that. Such a dumb argument. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 horrible. Yeah, but it's, it's not also, the same as that. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And like, whenever I would do a thing like that for the post, like I'd always make sure that like I'm the idiot in everything. Like it always just came back to me right. not understanding a thing and like fumbling through. Like I never made fun of anyone. I was always just like, yeah, really cognizant of that with the dumb assignments. And yeah, but but still like, it's it's so weird to get old. And to recognize that I was part of a period of time that would be frowned upon now. But I didn't know it at the time. Right. You know? But, you know, it still sounds, uh, you know, genuine. Like, your interest was genuine. And, you know, and, like, yeah, it's not bad. It's not like, you know. No, and there is a wide spectrum for it, too. So it's like... 
you know, there are guys, and I think they still appeal to, like, guys who, you know, they do the 9 to 5 with the family every week, and then they're like, oh, I've got to go away on business, and they go to this place. So their family doesn't know? Like, did you I talk think, to some of these people? Yeah, yeah. I think the owner... I should just look up the article, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it didn't make it in, because I just did a cartoon about it, so, you know, oh, a lot. Okay. But the the owner was like, you know, there were some people that... You know, this was who they are, and they just they do this all the time, and they just go to her for advice and supplies and makeovers. And for some, it was like, yeah, it was a secret from their families, and it it, it usually kind of happened in their forties or fifties, like they would realize it, you know, because they've been kind of like they've they've kept it down for so long, and now they're kind of like straddling kind of two worlds as a result. Wow. Like maybe if maybe if they were younger now, they'd be like, oh, actually, I'm transgendered and this is how I should live my life. But, yeah. but being raised in a different generation, I think it was a, lo- a little bit harder for some of these guys. Oh, I, yeah. never, I never interviewed any of them because I didn't want to encroach on their safe space because right. a lot of these guys were here. Like, we were doing karaoke together and all of us and, you know, we all look like 1980s kind of drag queens. But See, like, I'm too shy and insecure to even just do karaoke in my own clothes and here, <laughs> but you, you know? perform in front of people like how is that that's really it's really weird i yeah. know like i the most comfortable i am in my life is doing stand-up yeah otherwise it gets everything else is nerve-wracking it's so weird because but, I'm, but like, singing karaoke yeah i do, i just can't do it i've yeah. done it when i've been super drunk a few times and it's like an easy sort of Steely Dan type of song. Nothing yeah. too crazy. <laughs> just, a, just an easy Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had... I'm thinking of one specific time. But yeah, like there's two things about karaoke for me are one, if you make a joke out of it, it's kind of uncomfortable and embarrassing. Yeah. And if you do it sincerely, it's really uncomfortable it's and embarrassing. Earnest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a so problem with that. you find that like... Like, hey guys, you know, like yeah, I normally I can't do karaoke, but like in that situation, it was like it's part of a story. Like as long as there's a story involved, and I have to do something, that's like, good. I'll go out and I'll interview people on the street. I'll climb buildings or whatever. I'll do whatever. Yeah, um, climb buildings. Read that guy. Oh, was that guy? <laughs> no, like building? I don't know. Like the post would always send me on weird assignments, and one was to rappel down uh, city hall for charity and. So I got a Spider-Man outfit, and people were like, "Yay!" cheering, and like it's totally fine. Like, oh my god, I think that's. Were you using the Chibs or Starsky name at that time? Not for that, because it was National Post. Anything National Post. I think I, I remember Steve that. Murray. Yeah, like, uh, but they'd always send me on these like weird stunts or like to cover. Did a you convention. rappel down City Hall? Yeah. How many? How high was that? It's really high. Like I don't know. How, how did you not like freak the stories. fuck out? I had like. Like an existential crisis about halfway down, because there's no like it was on the the, the backside. Well, why of it. would it even be existential? It would just straight up be a crisis I never, at that point. Well, because <laughs> what happened was, so I got like I don't know maybe halfway down, and there's no windows on that side. Like it's just like it's just like those concrete strips. Yeah, running, running vertical. Yeah, that makes you feel alone. Yeah, and so there's none of that. And when I look up, I can't make out the people above me looking down and when i looked down i couldn't really make out the people below me and there's nothing around me and so like i i never felt more lonely than i did in that moment like halfway down it was like really really freaky and i just kind of like i lost it for a little bit and then i made it all the way down i'm so shocked but i do remember that i remember that stunt yeah so so the post would send me on these things and i I would kind of learn to like um like infiltrate like a convention or something like that and I'd, i'd have to like 
Wow. Pretend to be someone to get into a place. And oh, like, so you're fearless. No, no, only only when like the, the the task demands it of me. Otherwise, like I have stage fright. I can't, I can't really do karaoke like in front of a lot of people. Like interesting. I, I kind of I freak out. I just want to say to the people listening that you're totally comfortable on my couch, <laughs> feet up, curled up on the couch, oh. socks, and this is the guy that just re- like has rappelled down a, a little, giant building. I'm a little coquettish. <laughs> if I was going to use the word, it would be coquettish. No, you're like me. You sit. Uh, on the couch like a kid. I always feel yeah. embarrassed about that. But uh, um, no, it looks good on you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I kind of try to own it. Yeah. Um, you stacked up just a, a nice amount of pillow between <laughs> us two, so it's yeah. not super intimate. <laughs> yeah, don't touch me. Um, but what else was I going to say? Oh, geez. Oh, would you skydive then? I did. You did. Well, oh, this is great. I'm so surprised. So I did this in. Yeah. The end of high school, we had an assignment, which was all about, like... I think skydiving, I'll just say, sorry to cut you off, but I yeah. think that's my ultimate fear. Yeah. That's my ultimate scariest thing, skydiving. Well, easy. Uh, that and war. <laughs> yeah. So skydiving into, like, a war situation is just the worst. Well, actually, that's weird. I just got the... My first gut feeling when I, I thought of that, when you were saying that, was, here we go! <laughs> like, I was I was, taking, I was going for it. You're so, all in. Yeah. You're all I, in at that point. It's like, all right. Well, because I got the element of surprise. I'm coming from the sky. I'm shooting yeah. them already before I even touch ground. Fuck. Fuck well, you, die. Wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Wow, you really, you really turned on a dime there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not scared to do anything if I have a machine gun. <laughs> That'd be so funny. A guy repels down City Hall as Spider-Man with machine gun. It's like your safety blanket is a machine gun. <laughs> I can't go anywhere without this. Yeah. Kayaking down some rapids, also shooting a machine gun at the trees. That's pretty okay. good. So Entering into a committed relationship <laughs> while having a machine gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you take this girl to be your wife? I do. <laughs> Just shooting a machine gun while kissing her. Right into the air. Um, that's what straight people do, man. They ruin it. Yeah, that's true. Straight uh, pe- only straight people like machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a good hypothesis. Um, yeah, so I, I, it was at the end of high school, and yeah. I had an assignment about fear. And my fear was of heights. So I was like, my idea was you have to go to the extreme of the fear to conquer it. And so I signed up for these skydiving lessons. And then the day I got the lessons, it was too windy and I couldn't skydive. So I had to do it like two weeks later when I'd forgotten all the lessons. So I went back oh my with God. my girlfriend and, you know, I get in the plane and uh, everyone else in there is an experienced jumper except for me. And so I was the guy who had to jump first because it was like 4,000 feet and they're going to 10,000. And the nice thing about skydiving your first time is there are safety things. Like you either skydive with somebody strapped to you. Did you of, go with a guy? No, I did the uh, the cord. There's a cord that connects to the plane. Ah, yeah. So as you right. fall, eventually the cord pulls the chute for you. So <laughs> I'm already freaking out. But so, yeah. but, it, but it became kind of surreal. So you're in there. And I remember they opened the door and it's like, all right, you know, first guy. And I kind of, kind of go up there and... I'm just kind of looking around, like, just kind of like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, you know, you have to step out onto, like, a little platform under the wings. Were you I, wearing boots or sneakers? My sneakers. And Thanks. so I stepped out, and you're kind of holding on to underneath the wing. Yeah. And the guy said, jump. And I couldn't hear him, but of course he said jump. So I was like, what? I remember leaning in, and he goes, jump. I'm like, I can't hear you. And I went like this. And there's video footage of me because there's a video just at the back of the plane of me leaning in to listen and then tripping and then falling out of the plane. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So what happened so quickly? I was like, I remember just like falling backwards and then yeah. like, you know, doing a, a few kind of somersaults and then the the chute opening, and then you're just like a baby in a jolly jumper. Like yeah, that's the feeling because you're just like being suspended. Yeah, and it doesn't make a lot of sense because you can, like, the ground just feels like it's right there, like you're walking on a map. So I'm just kind of like just like bored like it's a boring thing like, oh not a lot God. to happen <laughs> so they had like a one they had a one-way radio where they were giving me instructions from the ground yeah and so the guy was like you know jumper one you know pull hard left i'm like and i wouldn't do it because i'm like oh, why would i do that and he's like jumper one pull hard left i'm like okay so i like you know pull on pull on the chute so you do a spin and he's like no right and like he's getting me to do these like crazy maneuvers i'm like what is happening i'm like I feel like i'm spinning out of control yeah I'm starting to get close to the ground, but I'm way off the mark. It's like April and things are like frozen still. And I'm like, I'm, I'm heading towards a field and nobody's giving me any instructions. So I'm just like, okay, well, I got to like do this myself. Like, what, what, what were the instructions? And the idea was like, if you saw a blade of grass, that's when you pull both sides of your chute and it fills it with air. And then you kind of float gently to the ground. Yeah. So I do that, but I weigh like a hundred pounds at the time. So it just like meant I was just like hovering. Like, I wasn't going down. I wasn't going up. I was just, like, traveling away, <laughs> farther away from them. Yeah. It's like, well, that's no good. So I let go of both sides, which meant all the air disappeared, and I fell, like, 20 feet, and I hit the ground so hard, oh. I scraped myself, and I stand up, and I look over in the distance, and I can see my girlfriend just like, just like, oh, my God, he's such an idiot. I just kind of give her a wave, <laughs> forgetting the next part, which is you have to pull your chute in. Yeah. So the chute fills with air again. And just drags me across <laughs> frozen mud for like a hundred meters. What the like, boom, 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 in a farmer's field. And I just like totally like ruined the outfit, ruined myself. When I finally got control and I got back up there, the guy who, who was doing the radioing was like, you know, you know, Jerry, that was pretty rough landing. I'm like, my name's, my name's Steve. And like, this is my first time jumping. He's like, oh shit. I thought you were Jerry. It was like his like 30th jump. Oh, I would have died to do all that stuff. So there's like a level of professionalism with skydiving. Yeah. That's not quite at the level that I would want it to be. That's insane. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I guess that was my first kind of like daredevil stunt. So summary of your skydiving <laughs> is you did everything wrong. Yeah. And you kind of felt like being in the sky was boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> That's it really does. Like whenever I see a baby in a jolly jumper, I'm just like, that's like, that's the feeling right there. Just kind of like, you feel yourself just kind of suspended. In yeah, but it's not like, that. Their babies aren't sus- usually suspended that high. Usually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're the dad here. Like you can tell me, but yeah, I would have a heart attack in the sky. I think, or I would take my penis out and pee or something. Something, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> just start spraying the ground with your machine gun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's your style wow i can't believe it because that is literally my scariest thing you did it and you were kind of like whatever about it that's your scariest thing eh? i think i don't know what else i'm scared of everything though i don't want to yeah a lot of things i don't want to do the one thing i've always wanted to do but i actually might be too scared is when they when guys like jump off cliffs and they got like the kind of the, the base jumping the base jumping yeah, yeah yeah where they can like glide through trees and things there's something about that that i find even more weirdly comforting though because you're like you're connected to the planet still you know you're not like <laughs> dropping from the clouds i guess but yeah yeah you can still 
definitely destroy yourself. Yeah, like I think that they both equal instantaneous there's that, death. There's that cool base jumping character that just came into uh, Sex Criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been fun to draw. Oh yeah, yeah that the, when when she discovers what what happens to her is pretty cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I like the fact that in Sex Criminals, like Matt is like starting to bring in other different characters. So. I'm not drawing the same people over and over again in the different scenarios and yeah. things because it does get boring. Like that's the one thing about drawing comics is I've drawn the same characters talking thousands of times. Yeah, I'm real tired, real tired. How the hell did Schultzy do it? <laughs> <laughs> Schultzy, <laughs> old Schultzy. So my my fake. Maybe kid. that's why they're so bitter. The the kids. That's got to be it. Yeah, they're like, shut up, Linus. My shut the. F- Fuck up, Linus. <laughs> so my real name—that's Lucy. Uh, yeah, of course. You—you <laughs> you got the voice perfect. <laughs> um, so my real name is Steve, and I picked the fake name of Chip because Schultzy, as you called him, his nickname was uh, Sparky. Right. Which is like such a child's nickname that I wanted something that like sounded like Sparky. Yeah. Like an adult man probably shouldn't be called Chip. So me swearing like that, uh, imitating a peanuts. Does that sacrilegious to you? Because <laughs> no. you seemed a little uncomfortable. Like, I'm like, shut the fuck oh, up, geez, Linus. Oh and you're boy. like, careful. <laughs> no, you know. no. No. But I, you're a huge Peanuts guy? Uh, yeah. They're yeah. The, I mean, they're I, the best. I, I definitely was. I haven't revisited it in a long time, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's didn't pretty... watch the new movie or anything? No, I did not watch <laughs> the new movie. I guess you're going to have to do that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of psyched to. Um, introduce my daughter to all of this stuff yeah that's that's the one cool thing for sure the, that's the only cool thing that's it. i can show her my books you're just waiting <laughs> you're just looking at your watch yeah <laughs> you gotta read this like if she's six i give her notes from the underground yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's that weird thing because i have a lot of friends who have kids and they're all at different stages and um they all kind of have that idea like oh, i'm gonna introduce them to these things and sometimes they take to it sometimes they don't or sometimes they'll get you into a thing that you just are not into and you have to like go with it yeah yeah like like matt he's got kids and they uh they really they really want like lord of the rings read to them and you know he has to do that and he's like oh i hate these little hobbits or whatever oh really you gotta do it i think he likes it a bit more now that his kids like it but yeah yeah that's the thing i don't want to uh I don't want to be one of those parents that like forces them to like what I like. Like yeah. when I see a little baby wearing like a Ramones t-shirt or something, I'm like, <laughs> leave them alone. You know, like the Ramones were awesome band, but they're really like dumb guys. Yeah. I think baby's fine. Baby's just like a blank canvas. You could just slap anything on them. They don't yeah. know. They don't have no idea. Yeah. But like if there's a five-year-old in a Ramones shirt, I'm like, okay, now they actually have preferences and you're right. forcing that on them. Yeah. Unless they're just like one day, you know, mommy, daddy, I want a Ramon shirt. Yeah, and you're like, cool. All right, I guess that's fine. Yeah. What um, about the Grateful Dead? <laughs> yeah, trying to steer them away from Ramones to Grateful Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, just another <laughs> solid parenting move. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we didn't talk too much about the utopian world, but we did no. come up with some cool stuff. I think so, yeah. Um, all gay. Everyone hugs. No laughter. No laughter. Bisexuals hide underground (laughs) in clubs. But they like it a little bit because it's kind of a sexy secret. No one's afraid of skydiving. I'm just adding that one for myself. 
Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have that. Because then everyone would be skydiving all the time. And what if just, they're never on people, the ground? You'd have people falling from the sky like all the time. Everyone walking on the street would always have to be conscious of people falling on them. Yeah, like... <laughs> I just pictured grumpy people on the street and someone above them was like, up top. And they're like, shut <laughs> up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I'm... I don't know if I have veto power, but I'm vetoing. No, that's good. Yeah. You're right. I didn't think it through. Yeah, sorry. That was thorough. <laughs> what else uh, did I miss? Anything? We talked about a few things. Joker's butthole's white. Joker's butthole's white. There might have been some poo there. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on this journey with us, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I don't want to wrap it up with that. Um, any other random thoughts that you can throw out there? About uh, Utopian Oh, society? yeah. Babies are planned. Babies are planned. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it sounds harsh when I say it that way. I know, yeah, yeah. All these things sound a little harsh. <laughs> a little harsh. Maybe, yeah, you know what? Scratch all of this. Scratch uh, all of yeah, it. Scratch all of it. Except for the hugs. You just want to live in Hug City. Yeah, everyone should hug. <laughs> That's it. That's nice. Chip Zdarsky's favorite utopian world. Just hugs. Just hugs. <laughs> That's then, very nice. And then everyone will get really sick as a result, and we'll all die, and the world will be at peace. <laughs> yeah, hug, just hugs and sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> just really nuzzle in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> right. um, anything else you want to promote? Nope. We did it all at we the top. We did it all, yeah. In the first 45 minutes. Yeah. All right. I'm bad at ending this. Yeah. Say so anyways. Say something cool. All right. Okay, bye. No. Uh, buy my album. I don't have an album. Hit, hit stop. Hit stop. All right, everyone. That was Chip Zadarsky. Chip, thanks so much for coming over and coming on and doing the podcast and hanging out. Guys, follow him on at Zadarsky on Twitter. At Zadarsky, just his last name, Z-D-A-R-S-K-Y. And then learn all, like, he's really funny. And, uh, you know, he's uh, learn all about him. What else is coming out soon? He's got a lot of stuff coming up. And um, follow us at Utopia to me. And then tell pe- more people about it. We keep catching on. Like I said in the beginning, all this nice stuff is happening. So please pass it around. Check it out. Listen to this, uh, um, you know, uh, while you're doing all kinds of stuff. While you're shopping for different clothes to put on your body. You know? Like, just put the earbuds in your ears when you're looking at sweaters at the Hudson's Bay Company. That's what I'm talking about. If you're not in Canada, you don't know what the Hudson's Bay Company is, it's a big department store. You know how on the top of uh, Canada there's the Hudson's Bay? Have you ever seen that on a map? Does anyone even look at Canada on a map that's not in Canada? No. I am living in a small world. I need to get out of here. Hey, uh, send a message to at Utopia to me if you think of a country that I should go visit and uh, learn about. And uh, if it's if you're listening from India and you want me to go to India, I will. I want to go to India so bad. Boy, do I get uh, distracted on this thing, huh? Here's the thing. Follow me too at Chris Lock Fun because a lot's coming up. I'm going to tour, uh, do shows around Canada again to promote my new album that's coming out October 11th. Demons are eating my head. So if you like my stand-up, which is a little wild and fun and crazy. Uh, Demons Are Eating My Head is coming out October 11th on uh, Amazon and iTunes and all that stuff. So you can download it and listen to that as well when you shop for pants at whatever department store you have in your country. So that's it. That was the episode. 
Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Chip Zadarsky, thanks again for coming on. And get out there, guys. You know, if you got a little chilly blast right now because fall is around the corner, then put on a jean jacket. But at least you're looking at uh, all this beautiful uh, sky and uh, trees and everything that we got there blowing in the breeze. All right? So enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Thank you.